2: Welcome to another new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that is going through every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Hey, we are three weeks into 2024. We're hanging on. We hope you are having a good new year. And joining me as always in this year of wonderful journey is my sister in all things Hyatt, Sylvan Groth
1: you, Jesse. It's always a pleasure. And the years rise and fall. And I think you can think that you're going down, but really you're going up as the lyrics of the song that we're discussing tonight can share with you. And certainly John's long career is an example of that. Hello and welcome new year. Welcome days finally getting longer and the possibility of not being holed up under piles of snow, but out there hearing live music again, welcome it all.
2: Yes, I bet that is one of the joys of living in Texas, is that (laughs) we normally have pretty mild winters. I bet you are, you talk about it, you miss the sunshine as you're in the dark of the winter. So we are all
1: popping vitamin D like it's, yes, has dispensers. Yes.
2: And hopefully... Talking a little John Hyatt brings some sunshine in your life.
1: Always. And visiting with you, Jesse.
2: Thank you. All right. We are talking Falling Up. Uh, You want to give us just the facts?
1: I would be happy to. Falling Up was the final track on Riding with the King. It's the third we've discussed from this album. So there's a lot of great history, including the fact that there were two different uh, producers this is from the side that was produced by Nick Lowe, who we all know later played bass on Bring the Family and in Little Village. I encourage everyone, I think it might have been a while since we actually mentioned Mike Elliott, to go ahead and read his chapter on this book, because there's a lot of really interesting history about the recording of writing with the king. But we've talked about that a little here and there. I did want to talk about the phrase falling up Um it is defined as to benefit in the long run from what seems initially to be a setback. And that is from the meaning of falling up by Will Wood. There are actually quite a few different songs called falling up. Will Wood wrote one that explores the idea of taking risks and following your dreams And there's also a article about the meaning of the song Falling Up by Dean Lewis, which was published in 2021. His take on it was the act of falling in love, where one can soar to new heights emotionally, even in the midst of heartbreak. So lots of different takes. I think John had a particularly maybe class-influenced take on his, but we'll get to that when we get into lyrics. So those are just the facts
2: well super we are going to take a quick break and we come back we're going to go through all the lyrics we're going to talk about what this song means to each of us and we hope you come back
0: hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds
1: I forgot to mention covers, because although there are not a lot of them, there is a very noteworthy one, which I want to give a real plug. If any of you still search for these magical discs that contain music called CDs, there was a great compilation called Rolling Into Memphis, the songs of John Hyatt, which was actually a a produced collection of covers with the same studio album and a bunch of guest artists and Falling Up was uh, recorded by C.J. Cheneer, who is a great Zydeco artist right up there with Buckwheat. And if you're Zydeco, you probably know C.J. Chanier It's actually the first song on that album. You have a nice little bookend. This can either be the leading track or this can be the last track. So definitely check out a little accordion and rub board version of Falling Up if you have a chance.
2: Yeah, I really loved this cover. I thought it was awesome. So yeah, that I was really glad you found that. So good for you. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, so um, let's go with, by the way, Zydeco accordion makes everything better. So there we go. Always (laughs) fun. Yeah, so I'll start with the lyrics. Hopefully the website got them correctly. If not, (laughs) my wonderful sister will call me out on it. Um,
1: I, I may, but this is actually the album that John confesses to purposefully miss uh, printing lyrics. So oh, just wow. because I'm looking at the official one doesn't mean I've got it right.
2: Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm going to lower my standards and raise my price. I'm going to take your lunch and your bad advice. Till my worst idea gets the big reward till I get out of this raggedy Ford and into a shiny new two-seater dress my girl up like a cheetah. Mm -hmm. Sylvan what's going
1: on here? I think this is what we call selling out which is also very interesting that the stage of John's career that he was in there this is Oh, is it his first album for Geffen? I forgot to mention that also in Just the Facts. We took a little break and I'm awfully rusty. I'm sorry, (laughs) everybody. (laughs) But yeah, the idea that you want the big paycheck, you want the shiny stuff and you to heck with morals, you're gonna just go for it and say yes to the yes men, whoever you need to. And yeah, I I do think it's interesting that he calls out a Ford as a car that he would want to step out of. Ford, of course, has gone through good days and bad days on their long history of manufacturing. I think most people would think a Ford isn't that bad of a car these days. And again, this is released in 1983 so there were some interesting fashion choices going out including the idea of fast women in various animal prints
2: yeah so obviously i assume cheetah means he's gonna put her in a fur coat right um i
1: was thinking a leopard skin dress
2: okay there i was one of thinking, those tight okay. you know yes there we go um Yeah, so I'm going to lower my standards and raise my price. So I'm going to do something less artistic, perhaps, and charge more money for it. I'm going to go for the commercial hit. I know that a favorite story I heard is a wonderful writer, Mark Evanier, was talking about he was with a bunch of friends and they were all musicians, all mocking Barry Manilow, that what Barry Manilow did was easy. Oh, it's just easy. And Mm -hmm. Mark said he wanted to, but he resisted because they were his friends to go, I just want to applaud you that you aren't taking that easy route and making millions of dollars. (laughs) right? I'm (laughs) glad you were able to resist the desire and the greed of doing that, that good for you. So yeah, the idea is that I'm going to go forward, do this, and I've tried doing the artistic way. I've tried taking the tortured soul, the artist, Uh and now then I'm going to go for the pop hits if we read Uh into it. Second part of the first verse, going to sign my checks, yours insincerely. For all the money that you hold dearly while my ego swells and my output dwindles you can tell the world that you've been swindled by the man who would have been so bitter had he never reconsidered i love that yours insincerely right like i am not giving my soul i my ego is going to rise up therefore i'm going to put out less because i'm i, I just think this is a fun chorus of just having fun with the idea that you can sell out and get and success, have a great time doing it have a great yeah. time doing it how about you yeah
1: I, I agree with all of that that and it's a, a selling out and it's a giving up on one's ideals in a gleeful joyful way that says, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. And I'm not changing. I'm just going through the motions. I'm playing the part well. And who's paying the cost here? You or me? This song implies that he is not making any sacrifices. He is staying true to himself despite falling up or just Forgetting about all of the ways that he was trying before and go ahead and try the things that it seems like the universe is telling you, you have to do to succeed, like being insincere and pointing out that people are really tied to their money, holding on to it dearly. And he's not ashamed to say, yeah, I want a piece of it too. And I'm not afraid to say that it feels good to be rewarded with a big paycheck so yeah and it doesn't matter if what I'm actually producing isn't as great before as long as the checks keep on coming in and I I have always loved that line of the man who would have been so bitter had he never reconsidered it speaks to me of John making a choice that I can be brought down, I could feel bad about myself, and I can feel bad about the world for these artistic sacrifices one has to make for giving up one's ideals. Or you can just say, I'm not going to be bitter about it. I'm just going to go along and have fun with it.
2: Yeah, the idea that I'm, how dare you world not appreciate my genius, my brilliance, right? And so I'm bitter about it. I should, could have been a contender, but <laughs> then he reconsiders, right? Or maybe I'm just going to have some fun. Then the chorus falling up to the top of the junk pile, wearing a big smile, falling up to the top of the heat with my tongue in cheek. Well, I can't sit down because I'm falling up. I love the top of the heat with my tongue in cheek yes. because he's winking at the audience saying, I have a tongue in cheek as I'm writing this song. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: All right. Yeah. I've loved the chorus too, that it, it, it's just fun. It takes you on that journey of wishing your cares away. There's a lightness to it that you're just letting everything go and, smiling even though you're on a heap of garbage and being successful and meanwhile realizing that you didn't get there because of the reasons you thought you would be rewarded you're doing it just because you knew how to play the game okay. and i can't sit down because i'm falling up you're just so busy pushing and getting through it yeah should i go on to the next Please place? do i used to think that i had some duty now i only want the booty And unless you've recently been anointed, then don't tell me that you're disappointed by the man who would have been so bitter had he never reconsidered. Shall I go on or do we want to break it down from there?
2: Yeah, I love this. Unless you've recently been anointed, then don't tell me you're disappointed. Right? Mm -hmm. Oh, John and I'm going to call our narrator, John, even though it is not necessarily John Hyatt, it's John, you sold out. (laughs) You're, you're paying, you're paying to the masses. I'm so disappointed in you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so unless you've recently been anointed king of the music, judge of all things, don't, don't tell me you're disappointed in me. I'm, I'm, I'm chasing the buck. I'm having
1: fun. Yeah. Another time where I think we're seeing John's Catholic upbringing come in there that I'm sure that at some point in the household of all those seven little Indians and go into a church or having a fight or whatever, oh, who anointed you? The expert (laughs) above. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And the idea that I thought I had some ideal. I had some duty. There was a reason that I was put on this earth and it was for a grand purpose. Yeah. Money. Yeah. That's yeah, where we're exactly. at right now. Yes, yeah. Which exactly. is a, a perfect 80s song, although it still works quite well in a Zydeco beat in yes. the year 2000, which is when that version came out. Yeah.
2: In fact, the cover, the upbeat tempo in the zydeco really works with the lyrics it is a really Mm -hmm. cool version all right so you want to keep going
1: yeah now i pay no mind to innovation just over and over with the same sensation till i'm a short subject on a long tape loop that comes and goes like the hula hoop in one ear and out the other nothing there to stop it brother
2: (laughs) So a little bit of uh Paul McCartney's Silly Love Song. The idea that I'm just, I, and not anything like it musically, but the idea I'm on a short subject and a long tape group. I'm just, I'm giving them what they want. I'm mm-hmm. giving them the hits. I am giving them the, I want, we want another Born to Run Mm-hmm. or we want another please, please me, or just mm-hmm. whatever. The idea that this band, I just, I I want the band to sound the same. This, I mm-hmm. want consistency. So I'll go, yeah, that's a blank band song. Mm-hmm. And so he's, I'm not going to worry about innovation. I'm not going to worry about stretching myself creatively. I'm mm-hmm. just going to give him the hits, man.
1: Yeah. And a complete acceptance of I'm going to be in vogue sometime And I'm not going to be other times, but that's okay because I can just keep on sitting on my pile of dough that I earned through the good times during the bad times and not worry about the attention and acclaim that I might've given as long as I've got my uh, paycheck. And there's definitely a accusation made toward the listening public that The people get attention it goes in one ear and out the other and (laughs) i love nothing there to stop it brother no brain between the two sound holes it just flows through and either catches or doesn't yes
2: yeah absolutely yeah you want to keep going
1: then we've just got the chorus falling up to the top of the junk pile wearing a big smile
2: yeah really interesting musically on this Mm -hmm. right uh, I love the it. ending and the fun it's just a, really a lot. And I do think that the idea of people going in and out, right I, I can't remember it I'm gonna get this wrong, but there's a mantra who is Tom Hanks? Then it's oh. get me, get me Tom Hanks. Get me someone like Tom Hanks. Get me a younger mm-hmm. Tom Hanks. Who is Tom Hanks? Is right, the cycle right. in Hollywood. Uh, something along that line. And I, the idea that you, oh, didn't you used to be somebody? Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea that you played stadium arena tours and now you're playing in smaller clubs can mm-hmm. it, it's just the cycle of the music business and and sometimes they're just catchy little love songs that go mm-hmm. in and out the ear and they are there's nothing to them and you're Casey in the sunshine band <laughs> to show my age
1: yeah there's there can be nothing to the song or there can be nothing to the audience which is always yes. how I uh heard that lyric yeah and yeah and doing well despite the attempts or that i at this point i i did go, go ahead and look back at the lyrics this was his second or i'm um, sorry the record companies this was his second for geffen and okay. i think all of a sudden was Before writing with the King, there was all of this press about how he was going to be the next big thing. He was going to be the next new wave. He was going to be the next X and didn't happen all of a sudden really tanked. So I, I feel like this song is an answer to that experience. And I applaud the still very young John Hyatt who was able to have that perspective that it doesn't matter. Yeah. And there's a great article of this era where it was interviewing John. This was also the time that he moved out to California and was starting this new life away from Nashville and reinventing himself in a way that didn't unfortunately mm-hmm. quite work out. But yeah, I think it's the it's all going to be OK kind of feeling. Yeah. And yeah, so all the commercialism and the materialistic parts that you could see on the surface value of this, I think, is really where John is thumbing his nose and saying, I'm going to be just fine. I'm not going to worry about pleasing you. I'm worried about pleasing myself. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. And the idea that I may never get that brass ring. I may not have that where I am a household name, but I'm okay with it. Is because Bring the Family comes next. And
1: uh, a couple more.
2: Yeah, a couple bring more. me up to the
1: ice age and then, yeah.
2: Okay. So, yeah, two more.
1: I used to know these so well. <laughs> yeah, no, you're this. good. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's my Bruce and little Steven are on the cover of Born to Run statement. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it is. It is funny and you wonder if you were sitting near a fire pit with a warm cup of cocoa or coffee and you asked John in a serious mood, are you, were you overall happy with your career? And it would be interesting to hear him say, Sarah... Who we hope to have on sometime talked about. I was able to, I was able to support my family, and, and making music. I didn't have to get a day gig, and I was able to support my family. So yeah, my career has been fine.
1: And yeah. and, and I, the Hyatt kids have certainly turned out pretty good all around. I'd say yeah, yeah.
2: So I think that's really good. Any other thoughts on this one?
1: It's just a a lot of fun, and if anyone listening hasn't heard Terrence Simeon, go and uh, check that out.
2: Yeah, I like it a lot. Now, you sent me a clip, a link to a different song Falling Up. Very different, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just love the idea that there's this phrase out there that different musicians can approach with such different ways. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. In fact, when you go on Spotify and look up Falling Up, there is a lot of different songs that are versions of different people taking not this song, but using that phrase to build something. So it's good. I think you're first on rating this time.
1: Okay. I might go back and want to edit this at some point, but for me, this song is a three because I would never skip it. It comes on and it's just so fun and so clever and it makes me feel a little bit better about the world because everyone needs to be reminded that you're going to succeed despite your best efforts. And what seems like you're going down is actually going to be coming around, coming up again. And yeah, it's clever. It's interesting. It is very open to different interpretations and it ends riding with the King on such a note of promise. And This guy has something to say, and maybe he hasn't said it perfectly yet, but he's going to get there. So it's not his best. It's not the first introduction I would give to someone, but I wouldn't ever. If someone was listening to just passing by and heard this, I wouldn't want to make excuses for falling up. I'd say this isn't his best song. You have to hear more. But
2: so I have not spent. I had not spent a lot of time with this song because there's others on Riding with the King that I've enjoyed so much more Mm -hmm. and that stand out more, that are a little more fun to sing along with, a little more clear of a story. So Mm -hmm. I would have not been able to tell you because I had to spend enough time what this song was about till today. Mm -hmm. And then when I did it i went so i feel like i've discovered an unknown gem Hmm. like as much as i love riding with the king i don't know if i spent i know i've never put this song on repeat while Hmm. uh a couple of the she loves the jerk so i'm gonna go four just because i just really (laughs) love this and i will put the same caveat maybe after the shine falls off i go no it's really a three but it right now i just think this is it's really good musically i'm gonna i get it gets a half a point just because someone did it in zydeco and knocked it out of the park
1: absolutely and
2: and i think just the idea of his tongue-in-cheek at that point in his career. I know this would make, and I always think about this, and even a one-star song, if we heard it live, you might go, holy crap, I can't believe we're getting this. But this one would be very cool to get if he just threw something out there. So I'm going to go four.
1: Yeah, it would definitely be interesting to hear him sing this now. I know there are some live uh, recordings out there of this from the writing with the King era, but uh, gosh, wouldn't you love to hear 70 something year old John sing this song? Yeah. Um, And with my tongue firmly in cheek, dear brother, Jesse, I will say I won't accuse you of giving it four stars just to make Sylvan seem like the harder judge once again.
2: (laughs) No, I really was. And in fact, I'm a little surprised you didn't give a four as good as you were talking about it. And you actually said, you normally do not ever throw the caveat. I may rethink this one. You usually are pretty solid in your thoughts. Yes, but in all honesty,
1: I'm not sure if someday it will be a two, but I couldn't talk myself out of a three for all of my listening to it today. Yes.
2: Yeah, and like I said, I think my explanation is not to because of you, I just had, this is definitely not a five-star song, and mm-hmm. it probably I would give it three and a half if we mm-hmm. were doing halves, because we're rounding up. I'd give it a four, so not okay. to make you the meanie.
1: Okay, and not to cheat, which I do appreciate yeah. very much. Yes. Yeah, and so that is now three songs into the letter F. There are some really great songs in the letter F, which I think is going to take a shine to our scale very soon. And I think we should make a push on the John Hyatt fan page to see if anyone wants to come on and discuss. We're going to be talking about feels like rain. Yeah. We're also going to be talking about friend of mine. The last song in the letter F is full moon going all the way back to hang around the observatory. Some really fun musical journey going on through this letter.
2: Yes. We absolutely, we've reached out to a couple of musician friends to see if they want to join us for feels like rain. They have not gotten back to us yet. So please feel free to let us know. And if you want to join us for any of these, you can reach out to us at perfectlygoodpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Right. Absolutely. Yes. Uh,
2: I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook. Not as often as I used to be. I've got a new gig and it's making me work. Sylvan during the day.
1: It'll wear off. Yes. Yes,
2: absolutely. <laughs> and if someone wants to reach you, how can they?
1: They can find me on Facebook as Sylvan Groth. If you're at all familiar with John Hyatt, chances are I've probably commented on one of your posts. So excuse me, and I'm sorry. I'm also Sylvan Green Eyes on X, although I very rarely am on that. And really, just everybody simple as the name of the podcast at gmail.com all in words, no spaces, no funny things or anything like that. And we'd be very happy to hear from you. We
2: We have a voicemail too, right? Yes, we do. And that is, I wish I could learn it. I never do. I have to always pull it up. It is 469-249-2442. That's 469-249-2442. And please let us know. Sylvan, another one in the books
1: another one in the books and we shall keep on succeeding despite the signs that it might be going the other way i think the key to that is have a little faith
2: have a little faith bye everyone
1: Bye-bye.
2: baby we
0: can come on home and put the cow horns back on the cadillac and choose the message on the